Hey guys, Jason Davis here. Uh, with everything that's going on out there in culture, in the school system, especially the public school system, right? And drag shows and everything in between, our kids are under attack daily. And that's why I wanted to tell you today about the Tuttle Twins books. Tuttle Twins is really, it's the only books uh, that I know of for kids that really help them develop critical thinking skills about real world concepts, economies, finance, government, freedom, liberty, the free market, how to be self-reliant and outside the system. Right now, we just all have to recognize the world's full of companies and people and politicians that want to expose and influence our kids and in ideas that we don't support. And so that includes school teachers, unfortunately. So Tuttle Twins empowers parents. I encourage you to check them out at TuttleTwins.com or if you go to my website at DontTreadOnLiberty.com and go to Freedom Partners under Tuttle Twins, there is a special offer for you. So DontTreadOnLiberty.com under Freedom Partners. Check out the Tuttle Twins and we do have a special offer for you. Well, let's get back to the show. I hope you enjoy this week. God bless. Fighting back against the left's nonstop attacks on liberty, freedom, and America. America. This is Don't Tread on Liberty. Jason Davis is on the air. Welcome back to Don't Tread on Liberty. Thank you for being here. Today, we are going to talk about something that we haven't talked about on this program before. It's a little bit different outside the normal topics that we're usually discussing, but uh, I think this is pretty important for liberty and freedom, as well as maybe even your health. So today, I brought in a special guest. He's a complete expert locally here for us in Arizona on 5G. He's got his own medical practice that's Life Unfolds Chiropractic. But he's also the chief health officer for AZ for Safe Tech. Dr. Benjamin Bunolis is with us. Doc, thanks for coming in. How are you? I'm doing excellent. Thanks for having me. Glad to be here. Thank you. Appreciate it. So I've heard about 5G. I mean, I, ha- I think I have 4G on my phone or sometimes it says 5G. But I've seen the commercials, you know, T-Mobile and they're walking around and, uh, you know, they have the fastest internet ever. And, you know, I people kind of know what 5G is, the next generation of technology. But I've also heard some things that are a little bit concerning. And the first thing I want to talk to you about, I mean, some of the health concerns that I've read on 5G are pretty disturbing. What is the deal with 5G and our health? How is it going to affect us medically? Uh, what What is the deal? Well, the main thing is that 5G exposes us to a lot more radiation. You know, 1G, 2G, 3G, 4G all expose us to radiation, but the 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 amount of radiation and the type of radiation is uh, very dangerous to our health. And we have about 20,000 studies um, going back at least 100 years demonstrating this. Um, 5G uses what's called microwave technology. So on the electromagnetic spectrum, there's X-rays, there's gamma rays, there's visible light, there's sound, there's radio waves. And, you know, one of the one of the things in there is microwaves and microwaves have been studied um, for, like I said, for for over 100 years. The military has actually studied using them as a, as a weapon, uh, as a means of like dispersing people or, or zapping them with microwaves. Um, and it just so happens that this is the same frequency band that the telecom companies want to use to send a bunch of data around. And so what they're basically trying to do is beam the Internet through the air everywhere. Um, but that comes at a price of exposing people to a lot of radiation. So some of the main health effects are sleep disturbances, heart problems, nine types of cancer, 
Um, it opens up the blood-brain barrier. Um, it can cause um, like anxiety problems, um, sleep disturbances, which I might have already said. And that's just a short list. There's um, thousands of documented health effects. So basically, the main difference between this and what is currently, you know, in common use would be the amount of radiation. Is that right? Yeah, I mean, your typical, let's put it this way, your typical 4G tower is probably about two miles from your house and it's about 250 feet in the air. To do 5G, to beam this much data at people, these towers are being built about 50 feet off the ground and as close to as 50 feet from your house. And they're putting towers about every 300 feet. So there's gonna be way more towers. They're gonna be way closer to the ground um, and they're gonna beam way more power. So just the amount that we're getting zapped is just going to increase just dramatically. So I guess my next question is why? Why do they want to do this? People people are hungry for data, right? People want broadband. They want internet connectivity. And um, they want to implement new technologies like self-driving cars, things like that. But they also want to do, you know, the, 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 the uh, greatest asset of the 21st century is data. And being able to transmit this much wirelessly allows them to mine the data so they can surveil you and they can basically gather your personal information and use it to sell you things, sell the personal information to third parties. Um, and basically you are just a, like, like a, a database to be mined to make money. Okay. Um, but, so this allows them to do that. Okay. But it seems like we have pretty fast internet now. Um, yeah, 4G seems to me to be pretty fast, and they're monitoring us pretty extensively already. Unless you have a de-googled phone, uh, Google and Apple monitor everything you do because your device has a ID that's associated with your real identity. So I guess I'm just still unclear on why they need the internet across the air everywhere, as you say, when we already have. Uh, an, an excellent connected uh, technology matrix. I mean, I don't understand. That's now, a very good. It's a very good question. Now, now you t now you lead me right into my next question for you, which is the privacy concerns. So this is where liberty-minded people like me are going to be very interested. So again, they're already mining our data. They're already monitoring our moves. They're already putting contact tracing apps clandestinely on these phones they're monitoring everywhere you go everything you do online all the stuff you buy okay uh so how is this going to be different what more can they possibly get using 5g well they can definitely do things like facial recognition software and they what they really want are to implement two things which is one the internet of things um, which is basically everything whether it's a um not just a phone that's a toaster or a chair or or a uh, kitchen appliance or a package you bought on Amazon has its own RFID chip. So they can literally track everything, okay? Because these people are essentially just control maniacs who want to control everything. Um, so, and then they want to have an internet of bodies where they can basically put a chip in you or have some sort of way of digitally monitoring you. The vaccine can, passport. You know, get all your health work. Yeah, vaccine passport is, is, one, is one way. Um, you know, some people may just voluntarily sign up to be chipped, but they can basically say, oh, we can get all your health records. We can, you know, the, you know, the network will be able to see if you're sick or see if you're going to get cancer and then we can deliver drugs to you. So, but it's like, okay, I, 
that's my personal health information. You don't need to know that. Um, but they have like, you know, figured it out in their mind that they're doing a good thing, but it's really just a way to sell you more drugs and more you know, medical interventions. And, and then I have my own opinions on how effective those are. You probably have yours. Um, but it's, it's really a way to just make more money off, commoditize human beings. Okay. So they're basically going to use this in conjunction with the vaccine passport chip that they're developing now to monitor every aspect of human life and control it. The technology is capable of that and they know they can make money doing it. So that's what they're trying to do. Yeah. Okay. Now, outside of that, which is bad enough as it is, um, we've talked about the health effects, the privacy effects. What other things uh, should we be concerned with on this movement for 5G? Um, well, I'd say that, that we hit two of the major points, health, public safety, and, um, and privacy. And the third one is property values. So when a um, cell tower goes up near a home, its value on average decreases 20%. And so if these are going up in every neighborhood, you know, sometimes literally, especially in our state, 50 feet from your home, and there's a law in place that the cities can't say no to the towers, that the fries can just basically come in. And if it's in a public right of way, which includes the sidewalk in front of your house, they can just dig a trench and put in a tower right there and you're SOL. So um, obviously that affects your health and your privacy, but it also, it devalues your home. And so, I mean, nobody wants a 20% hit to the, you know, their property values. No, that would not be good. So this is where your organization AZ for safe tech comes in. Um, you guys are actually trying to fight against this movement and, and make, um, you know, mitigate the damage as much as possible. Uh, so what are the solutions um, that we can use and what are you recommending through the organization that we do about this? Great question. Because, I mean, there's definitely solutions. There's solutions that are, are better than 5G. And like you already had mentioned before, like, hey, we already have high-speed internet. What's the deal? Why do we got to zap so much more radiation through the air? And, and that's definitely true. You have something called fiber optics, wired broadband that's faster than 5G. It's completely safe because it's wires underground. Um, it's uh, secure. Uh, like wireless things are much more hackable than, than wired connections. Um, and in the long term, it's actually cheaper to do. The only problem is that, you know, you got to dig up underground and put the cables in. But, you know, 80, 90, 95% of the infrastructure is already built. I mean, sometimes it's as simple as just digging the cable, you know, get, getting it from the street to your home, like another 20 feet. Um, so that when you say Arizona's for safe technology, we are promoting safe wired technology as an alternative to 5G. It gets you faster internet. You won't be able to download Netflix in your car but you'll you'll have all the access to high-speed internet you need either from a wire connection or wi-fi at, at the premises and so what we want to do is um either call a moratorium on the towers or turn down the power on the towers because right now they, like we said they give off a ton of radiation to be able to shoot all this data back and forth well if we just use the towers to um, make phone calls send text messages maybe shoot a funny image or two over text uh, and then did all the heavy lifting of data through wired connections, we wouldn't need to dose ourselves with all this radiation and you know, protect our privacy, protect our property values and our health. Yeah. And I've got, uh, I've got a sheet here. So the current wattage to make a phone call is like what this says, like 0 0.04 watts or something. Um, and, and with 5G, it's like a million times that or something crazy like that. What is the deal with that? Sure. So 
in terms of um, radiation, you need about 0.002 watts of effective radiating power to make a, a five bar call on your phone. So to make a phone call, you need very little power. Um, but to send data, you need more power. And these towers can give off as much as 5,000 watts of effective radiating power. So the math comes out to be about 25 million times the amount you need to make a phone call. Um, that's because, you know, everybody wants cat videos and, and um, automated cars and surveillance systems, um, but it comes at a price. So um, when you do the math, it's, it's an absurd amount of, it's an absurd amount of radiation. We don't need to shoot all that through the air at people. We can send it underground through cables now the, faster, safer, cheaper. Yeah. Now the main, obviously the main draw to this is the cell phone industry, because I mean, I, I believe that I believe that like 85, 90% of, uh, I know of our area here and probably most metro areas is already equipped with fiber optics for internet. Um, so that system, yeah. that system already exists. So if you're accessing the internet from your house on Wi-Fi, I mean, you don't, you already are running on fiber. So, I mean, unless you're out in the boonies or something, right? So why do they need all this stuff? I just, yeah, again, I keep coming back to that. I just don't understand. So how do people get involved with AZ for safe tech? I mean, how do they get involved? What are your greatest needs right now? And how can people reach you? Sure. Thanks. Thanks for that. So um, the website is azforsafetech.org. So it's AZ, the number four, S-A-F-E-T-E-C-H.org. And they go on there and there's a, a place to join our email list. And I'm sending out two, three emails a week with uh, different action items. And right now, the most pressing thing is we are fighting a um, uh, something. Actually, I haven't talked about today, but it, it's we should touch on it. It's pretty important. Um, it's called OTARD, which is a funny name, but it's a, it stands for over-the-air reception device. And it's basically a rule put in place by the FCC that you could put up a, like a radio antenna for like a ham radio or like a satellite for a satellite TV on your house to get reception. Now the FCC has said that, well, that extends to 5G antennas too. So you can put a 5G antenna on your house, which of course is not just receiving, but it's also transmitting. And so now there's um, companies that know about this and in, in uh, Tucson metro area, Phoenix metro area, they're actually uh, trying to sell people these antennas. And they say, hey, you get this antenna, you put it on your house, we'll give you discounted internet, it'll be super duper duper fast. And you'll be doing your neighbors a favor because you'll be shooting them out internet too. Um, but they don't tell you, you know, everything I told you today about the damage to health, the damage to property values, the damage to the harm to privacy. Um, so what we're trying to do is get people to take a no OTAR pledge. It says, I won't put one of these things on my roof. Because the way the laws are, you, the, the antenna can go up. You don't need to get a permit from the city. You don't need to notify your neighbors. It just goes up and people start getting dosed with radiation and a lot of times have no idea. So we're trying to spread the word that this is a bad thing. Don't do it. And tell your neighbors, your families and friends, and everybody takes a pledge not to get one of these antennas because you know, the wireless industry doesn't like playing by the rules, right? So if they're like, well, if we put up these towers, we can't put them everywhere and it requires money to do new infrastructure. We'll just talk people into putting them on the roof. Job's done. They do the heavy lifting for us. Um, so it's a trap. <laughs> you know, they want to sell it as this new high-speed internet wireless thing. Um, but uh, it's, it's not what it's packaged as. So we're trying to spread word on that. So that's the big thing we're working on. And once they put up the antenna, 
I'm sure they'll let them take it down, right? If they don't want it anymore. Yeah. I mean, technically under federal law, you know, we have, we have attorneys that are like, look, as soon as one of these goes up and the wrong person sues the wrong person, like it's, it's going to set a precedent and and like, they're going to be fined and it, like, hopefully we can get it to go away, but um, you know, it's not going down without a fight for sure. You say, so you say the Phoenix and, and uh, Tucson areas, uh, is this going on like all across the country in metro areas or is it just here? Um, we're rolling it out here first. Interesting. Arizona is definitely like a sort of a, a um, I don't know what you want to call it, but like a, a guinea pig state in a lot of ways for a lot of this technology that is rolling out here first because why did they do that? I don't know. Why did Bill Gates buy a bunch of land in Buckeye to create a smart city? I don't know why they chose us, but here we are. It's kind of like we're, the barbarians are at the gate and we're kind of the first line of defense for the rest of the country. I've, I noticed that Arizona is the first of a lot of things. Pretty interesting. What do you think the chances are? I mean, you're talking about um, getting the cities to lower the power on these towers if they put them in or um, or just that put a moratorium on putting up towers. What are the chances of getting that done? Um, it's, it takes a lot of work. There's a lot of pushback. Uh, no city wants to be the first one to do it. This is really being, you know, um, put forth as this like great agenda to bring everybody lots of data and high speed internet. And, you know, they're putting them in school. Oh, this is so good for the kids. We're going to dose them with a bunch of radiation and they'll learn more. Um, so it's, there's a lot of propaganda out there that says it's a good thing. And there's a lot of um, politicians who are scared to take a stand, scared to be the first city to say no. So, you know, like anything in the political process, you know, if we want change. we got to put pressure on the system and that requires people. And that's why I'm saying get involved, get on our email list. And the more numbers we can throw at it, we had a meeting with the city of Chandler and we had a meeting with one of the, um, city council members. We had like four people on the call. He's like, guys, I understand what you're saying, but like, you know, there's four of you, like, if we want to convince the rest of the city council, there's got to be like 50 of you. So we said, okay, we're like, well, let's, we'll schedule another meeting with more of the city council and we'll bring people. And we ended up having a Zoom call where we had 86 people show up and they flipped out. They were like, well, they didn't, they were scared because we had that many people. So we're still working with them. It's still processed. There's a lot of bureaucracy. This stuff doesn't happen overnight. I'm not a politician. Like I'm a, I'm a healthcare provider. It's like not, you know, um, it, in a previous career, I worked in the, the um, electronics industry and I worked for companies that developed um, a lot of this technology. So I kind of have the knowledge of like the health and the tech, but I'm definitely not a politics guy. So, um, you know, we're, we're doing what we can to put, put pressure on these cities and towns to do it, but it's not an easy battle at all. Yeah, well, that's uh, anything politically for sure. Absolutely. And, you know, this whole guinea pig thing, it kind of sounds like... Um, like the vaccines, like something else they're trying to test out on humanity to see what happens. Okay, Doc, it's az4safetech.org. Uh, if you want to get involved, I suggest everybody get on the email list. It's Dr. Benjamin Benulis. Thank you for being here. I appreciate your time. Thank you very much. Thanks for listening to Don't Tread on Liberty with Jason Davis. Subscribe on Google Play, iTunes, or your favorite platform. For more Liberty news, check out www.donttreadonliberty.com and subscribe to the blog or join the conversation.